When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back here on the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, after us, every weekday morning, we've got a guy who's a tremendous talent, whether he's sitting alongside Steve and Ainsley morning on Fox and Friends, hosting his own show Saturday nights from 8 to 9 on Fox News, or, of course, doing the 10 a.m. show here. He is the very talented, and what a super nice guy, Brian Kilmeade, making his way back to the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show. Good Friday morning, Brian. How are you, buddy? Uh, good. I'm looking forward to our sequel. Your book came out last week. It's excellent. Tells a great story of a broadcaster and personal success. Loved it. And I thought I knew a lot about you. Know a lot more. So congratulations on getting the book out. And then we have did our interview last week. And now it's time for primetime Saturday night. Keep in mind, Sid, it's repeat. The show repeats at 11. And I think at 3 in the morning, I think again at 5 in the morning. So you're going to get a lot of play this wow. weekend. Yet you're probably just going to be, I don't know, just hanging out. And yet you're going to be selling a lot of books. Oh, uh, that's going to be great. I sold a ton of books after you and I sat down together last Tuesday on Fox and Friends. I'm going to watch all four of those, Brian, just so you know, 8 o'clock, <laughs> 11 o'clock. I'm getting ready for the Giants, Carolina on Sunday anyway. Nothing to do. I'll just watch all four installments of the great Brian Kilmeade primetime show on Fox well, News coming up on Saturday. By the way, on a serious note, thank you for both of these appearances. They mean an awful lot to me. Thank you. Yeah, no, no, I love it. I mean, not only do you know sports, but you also know what's happening in New York, and that's a national story. And the other thing, just a quick note to show you, I did read the book. I know why you're a Giant fan. Oh, you do? Because the Jets screwed you. <laughs> that's right. I As a child. Had, I actually had They Joe, promised you and let you down. Yes, they did. I had Joe Namath on the show three days ago, Brian, and every time he comes on, I mention the Charlie Winner New York Jets story. He always gets a kick out of it. He feels badly about it, actually, but that is true. I was a diehard New York Jet fan, loved Joe Namath, Emerson Boozer, Don Maynard, the whole crew. The Jet organization screwed little Sidney Ferris Rosenberg at the age of eight. Since then, for the last 47 years, I've been a diehard New York football giant fan. So Giants and Panthers coming up on Sunday. The Giants, that was an unbelievable win, Brian, in Tennessee. How about that gutty call by Giant head coach Brian Dable in his first game? I loved it, but I just wonder, Sid, what your show would have been like on Monday had they not made it. Right. And it they lost yeah. 29 Right. It would have been, right. instead of what a heroic gutty call, that fat, stupid bastard blew the game. <laughs> <laughs> would you have? Of course. That's what I do. Yeah. yeah. I, no, no, I would. I, I, I felt, I said to myself, really? You're going to risk it on your very first day? And the thing is, it's, it's not like you, you could have won in overtime. It's not like you, your offense was moving the ball. So it, it's not like you were getting lucky. They, they really outplayed uh, Tennessee in the second half. And know what that shows me, too? These guys can coach. Because they made adjustments. Not only did they tell the team it's not going to be, it's going to be a different year to a different coach, but I, I got, I'm going to make some adjustments. We're going to get this thing online. And what about the fact that they didn't, you know, he yelled at Daniel Jones on the interception. A lot of people don't want to talk to quarterbacks during the game. They don't want to say anything negative until film day. But he yelled at him during the game. How do you feel about that? I loved it. I thought it was great. Bill Parcells, if you, you know the Giants very well. If you watch those teams in 85, 86, 87, it would be always, hey, Sims, hey, Sims. You never said that first name. Hey, Sims, get over here. 
and he would yell at Phil when Phil would make a bad play. And Phil says to this day that was the really the motivation behind going out the next series of downs and playing better football. So Parcells did it. Brian Dable did it on Sunday. And if Brian Dable has half the success of Bill Parcells, the Giants will win at least one Super Bowl. It would be great. And I love when uh, Dable said, listen, everyone acts like I'm an overnight success because I had some success in Buffalo. He's I have 25 years. I've been waiting 25 years for this opportunity. I guess he's been to the Super Bowl quite a few times, too. Yep, yep. No one even knew I existed. But with Buffalo, all of a sudden they say I'm an overnight success. But that's fine. I mean, to be an NFL coach, uh, not many people even get a look, let alone a chance. And that's what he's got. So I, I seems to be a good guy. I do worry about his weight a little. Yes. I mean, these guys who are going to work 100 hours a week and, and also be an example. Can you get on a treadmill? I worry about him. <laughs> A little NJ diet, give it a shot. Uh, Giants right. and Panthers coming up on Sunday. Jets were pathetic. They uh, they lost to Baltimore. They'll take on Cleveland. And, of course, the Mets and Yankees are both still in first place. But let's get to the cover of today's New York Post. You talked about New York City and how I'm a New York City guy, and I am. And uh, my good friend Lee Zeldin, who I travel with all the time, all of his events, I'm usually there. And uh, turns out all he wants to do, all he wants to do, Brian Kilmeade, is debate the lady in charge right now, Kathy Hochul, and she will not commit to one debate. I get it. She's winning. When you're winning, you've got nothing to gain by these debates. But at the end of the day, that lead is shrinking in a big, big way. And that says to me, she has to debate Lee Zeldin. What is she waiting for? Interesting. Uh, you know, the Washington Post was the one who got Fetterman to commit to some ridiculous rules on his debate. Uh, what about the Daily News and the New York Times doing the same thing with Hochul? Even though they, they want Hochul to win, they'll endorse her and they'll do, try to diminish Lee Zeldin and make him out to be something that would be un, not not palatable to New Yorkers and that a Trump wannabe or whatever, because they are tight. So uh, I, I hope she does it, but I also don't want her to wait. I mean, waiting until October 25th in this era of early voting is almost like not debating at all. And what, what he has got to do, as I saw one great ad that Lee Zeldin cut last night, and for the first time about crime and, and legitimate ring doorbell surveillance video crime of the sucker punches and the burglaries, the robberies and what we're witnessing, the disrespect to cops. I also uh, I also would like to see these Democrats that are endorsing Lee Zeldin on an ad. Listen, uh, it does sound easy for me to say this, but Democrats have had a chance to run this. Uh, they've run into the ground. I don't think you should run from uh, Cuomo's scandal. I think that Lee Zeldin should bring it up. That's what he did. He he signed her up. She he knows he's she's not a legitimate threat to him. She doesn't even know her. They had no relationship. And then she's the accidental governor. She's not worthy of it. Only thing she has done successfully is raise money. And what about this, Sid? What about the fact that she's raising money hours after the Buffalo massacre? She's buzzing around, raising millions of dollars, something like a, a ridiculous amount of money within 18 hours of coming and grieving with the people in Buffalo after their uh, the, the, the terrible series of shootings up there. No, that was, uh, I did see that. That was hard to believe. Brian Kilmeade here on the Bernie and Sid in the morning show. So the, the feel-good story yesterday was that the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, sent a bunch of migrants over to Martha's <laughs> Vineyard. Good. This was great. This <laughs> is, uh, and the same day, by the way, Brian, that a bunch of migrants arrived outside the house of Vice President Kamala Harris. Some thought it was funny. I did. Others said, well, it's funny, but a little dangerous, like my friend Bill O'Reilly. Eric Adams is all 
always upset about migrants being shipped anywhere around the country. But while he's quick to point out these governors, he is yet to bash the president, who, of course, this is his policy. What do you think of Eric Adams' most recent comments yesterday about the buses on their way to Martha's Vineyard? A little bit measured compared to what he was a few weeks ago. And maybe that his delegation he sent down to the border came back and said, Mr. Mayor, it's a mess. We're talking about 8,000 a day. We're complaining about a few hundred at Port Authority. And maybe he's watching and says, hey, lightweight, uh, lightfoot, uh, you take the pressure for a while. Hey, Martha's Vineyard, you absorb this. Because I think he got a lot of blowback because the problem is he is a sanctuary city. Come one, come all. And then he looks around and goes, I have no room for anyone. Right. Yesterday, we showed him walking around a new migrant center, which should be illegal alien alley. And he's got brand new shirts. They got sneakers. Oh, They're going to get iPhones. Did you see this? I did. And, and, I when, say, and when he calls them asylum seekers, I really want to oh, punch him in the face. Sick me. <laughs> Well, yeah, but we don't pro, we don't uh, we don't want to do that. Uh, well, we don't want to. I, I uh, do actually. We're not no, pro violence. No, no but I am. You, I am, you do I am, have I am, great I'm, hands. I'm pro violence. Yeah. Uh, but I, but I will. I, I like to bring this up. CNN. I flipped around to see if they would finally cover the broken border, and they're doing it. Their second or their first, second or third story for me and you, Sid. It's all about the Queen. She passed away at just 96 years old. It's a tragedy. Horrible. And I just think three weeks is just not enough to I mourn. I listen. But after that, th- yeah. this is the story. This is. So Sunday morning at 8.57 on the 21-year commemoration when the first plane hit the World Trade Center Tower, CNN and MSNBC were still showing Queen Elizabeth's hearse on the way to Ireland or where the hell she was going, London. Uh, Hard to believe that on that day, 9-11, they stuck with the Queen's story. God rest her soul goes to show you America first. Not even close, but a guy that was America first, Donald Trump, he spoke yesterday to our colleague Hewitt, I guess. And uh, Trump was saying things like, listen, if they indict me, it'll tear the country apart. But, but it will still not stop me from running. I've asked everybody this this week, Brian Kilmeade, do you think whether it's Mar-a-Lago, more likely January 6th, Donald Trump will be indicted and will it matter in his run in 2024? I can't even keep up with the amount of legal cases. I mean, the Senate is now looking if he if he weaponized the Department of Justice to go after John Kerry. We got this special master, a win in the courts yesterday, temporary. Stop looking at this stuff. We have a special master we agreed on. Let him do it. I'm not thrilled with this guy's resume. He was the one that okayed the Carter Page, FISA, which was a joke. And many people say it's not his fault because you really depend on the FBI to be honest, and they weren't. Having said that, they agree on a special master, but this thing goes on hold really till after the election, which is good. But Sid, I mean, then there was a deal offered. He offered a deal to Letitia James. She's like, no, I'm not going to take the offer from the Trump organization. I'm going to sue you. So, I mean, there's so many investigations. The the one that's going on in, in Georgia about whatever they uh, claim he did. So it's it's hard to imagine this all these legal cases while running for president. But Chuck Schumer was overheard in a D.C. restaurant. It's talking about the chances of holding the House 40 percent, the chances of holding the Senate. He was meeting with other Democratic higher ups and maybe some waiter. Did something you would do, Sid, in an effort to further your career because yeah. you would work in maybe fought part time as a wait as a personal trainer and part time as a radio guy. Then you were a waiter at night, and I could see you saying myself in your outfit in your waiter outfit, pretending as if you're waiting tables on Chuck Schumer, and then relaying the story to Punchbowl, and it becomes national. I could totally see you doing that. Oh, in a heartbeat. And then 
Yeah, and exactly. And, and you're going to get the big thing, and you'll have the story, and you'll be on the cover, oh uh, and you'll do a pose for the Washington Post. You won't just take a candid shot of you, and you'll pose. You'll demand of a pose. Absolutely. You'll be on a stool leaning forward in a suit that shows your biceps and deltoids. But but in a story says, you know, they, they are in somewhat in trouble, oh and they expect Donald Trump to run again, which would be... You know, be epic. I can't picture him not running. Do you? Do no, you no, see he, him running? he's running. No, he's running, and he's going to win. 30 seconds to go. I love Lindsey Graham, but why does he think in a million years Congress is going to pass this nonsense about regulating abortions, and why in a million years would Lindsey Graham even go there, Brian? Well, you know what he was thinking. Demo- uh, Republicans have no idea how to handle the abortion question. And they're blowing it. So he said, let me just take the lead like he always does in foreign policy. I'll just tell you right now what we should do. Let's call a press conference. The timing was bad, but he did not know in the inflation numbers would be so horrific and that Joe Biden would embarrass himself uh, with James Taylor. So that should have been the story. But every Democrat was going, oh, my goodness, we're so embarrassed. Let's run with the Lindsey Graham. I have an idea about 15 weeks abortion story. So I know what he was thinking. It hasn't worked. It has not worked. He, the, the other Dem- Republicans don't need the cover. Their answer's got to be this. Very simply, every time abortion comes up, it's like it's going to be a return to the state. That's up if you're running for Senate. Uh, that's up uh, That's up to the legislature. If you're running for governor, Mastriano's made his decision. Others, you think about, do what Marco Rubio said. Marco Rubio says, I'm pro-life, but Florida isn't. I know Florida right now is at 15 weeks. That's what I'm, that's what I'm going to deal with. And if you were in Virginia, it's the same thing. If you're in Oklahoma, that's not the same thing. So so I know what Lindsey Graham was trying to do. He was trying to show the courage to take the lead. But in the end, it didn't work. It was a disaster. Did you to feel be better about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Yes. Not uh, really. Listen, I, uh, Brian, I can't wait to, uh, to see you later on. Uh, I'll do this interview once again. Brian Kilmeade, primetime, 8 to 10, 8 to 9, excuse me, every Saturday night on Fox News. Runs it four times overnight. What about the kickoff of the Giant Panther game on Sunday? <laughs> Make sure you check us out. Brian is so good, whether it's here on WABC Radio, Fox and Friends, or his own show on Fox News. Very few guys that work harder and more talented than. And my good buddy, Brian Kilmeade. As always, Brian, thank you so much. You're the best. All right. And uh, pick up Sid's book. It's going to be a movie. Uh, see, it basically <laughs> reads like a script. You want to play yourself? Him, you want to play yourself in the movie? I would. Okay. Uh, I'm going to, but I like to audition with everybody else, all the other great <laughs> actors. But bring me in there with Bradley Cooper. And I just want an even shot to play myself in your life story. <laughs> you got it, pal. <laughs> Go get him, Bye. buddy. Thank you. Okay. There he is, everybody. Brian Kilmeade. And he comes your way right after me and Bernie coming up at 10 o'clock this morning right here on Talk Radio WABC. And, of course, every weekday morning and Saturday night on Fox News. He's great. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. More of me, Sid Rosenberg, and the Bernie and Sid Show right after these short messages. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or Email at info at gobbolaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident.